sociology pushes us to get beyond that, to wonder about things, to have an imagination, a sociological imagination, and start to wonder, is this common everywhere else? I'm Serena Killam, and welcome to What's Sociology Got to Do With It? The podcast exploring research issues from rural and regional Australia and asking our guests what sociology got to do with it. This podcast is recorded on the unceded lands of the Wiradjuri people and I pay my respects to their elders past and present and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. What Sociology Got To Do With It is sponsored by the Australian Sociological Association, Charles Sturt University, and is produced for the 2020 Social Sciences Week, promoting the importance of the social sciences for understanding humanity, society, and the institutions which govern our daily lives. Let's go. Okay, so thank you so much for joining us today on What Sociology Got To Do With It. Can we start by you telling us about your research? Sure. So my name is Monica Short. I'm a lecturer at Charles Sturt University and a social science researcher. And what I do is I look at different things through a social work, sociological and theological lens. And more particularly, I've been focusing on looking at how the rural Anglican church engages with different populations. So people living with disabilities, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. And it's a lot of fun. It's just great. And sociology is wonderful. So this podcast is about sociology. We're hoping that our listening audience has a good grasp of what we mean by sociology and a sociological lens. But you mentioned their theology and a theological lens. Can you, for our audience, explain what that means in layperson terms? So theology is thinking about the big picture and meaning of life, thinking about God thinking about why we're here and bringing meaning into that. Now, in terms of the Anglican Church, it's obviously from a Christian perspective, the theological perspectives that are being considered. And sociology and theology actually have a lot in common. There's a branch of sociology called Sociology of Religion, Mm -hmm. and it's a fantastic branch. And that branch, when matched and brought together in relationship with theology, it's a very powerful relationship that exists. And social work also has an interest in this field. It's called spirituality. So when the three come together, you get a much more holistic, comprehensive understanding of what's the social side of what's going on, like in a church. So the sociology of religion, can you talk us through some examples, um, ground that in real life experience for us? Well, it's really interesting. Sociology of religion has been around for a long time. So, for example, people might have known of Weber or Durkheim and they've talked about it. But there's also another sociology of religion thinker, really early one called Anderson. It's interesting when you read these people because when you read them, you think, oh, you know, they wouldn't have an idea about what's going on right now. But when you actually read these people, you sit there and you think not much has really changed. So, for example, I've been focusing on rurality Uh and the church within a rural setting. And Anderson, when I read his stuff, was writing about similar issues back then, like the role of the church of 
bringing people together, mm-hmm. the role of the church about expressing what's going on in society, whether that's dealing with drought or uh, lack of jobs or whatever within a rural context. And then really thinking through, you know, how church brings support, like a spiritual well-being, a physical and emotional well-being. Even things about, you know, people after church talking about how am I going to get my crop in and someone saying, look, I've got this, I can lend you this equipment or I've got this hay and you've got some animals. So just Mm -hmm. that whole social side of coming together as a community. Then alongside that, you've got sociologists like Toonies who talks a lot about society and community. He calls it, and I'm not going to say it very well because I'm not European, but (laughs) G-mine shaft and G-cell shaft. Uh But the whole idea of, you know, there's different relationships within an urban setting and a rural setting. And and that whole idea, he really pushes the idea of community and how important community is. And, yeah, sociology brings themes like engagement and belonging and inclusion into that justice. Yeah, it's great. Monica, that's fantastic. And I know you are someone who's just recently submitted your thesis. Is that correct? That's correct, yes. (laughs) So when people ask you to talk about your research and what you've done in your thesis, how do you explain it to other people and especially the part about sociology? People usually ask me about stories Uh and they say, oh, have you got any interesting stories? You know, has someone shared you any interesting stories? And I tend to focus on the stories that have been published because they're in the public sphere. The stories are pretty cool. So one story, for example, that's coming quickly to mind is about a young woman who has moved to Australia and she's from a non-English speaking background. And when she came to Australia, she was very overwhelmed. She found it very difficult to engage with Australian society. Mm -hmm. She had not attended church before, but a friend asked her to church, someone else from her community, her cultural community. So she went along to the Anglican church. They're in a rural setting. She just was hanging out with people at church Mm -hmm. and what happened was she started her work experience and when she started her work experience she became very anxious and distressed she was worried she was going to fail yeah and she became so anxious that she stopped eating and people at the church saw that she was losing weight quickly and became concerned Mm -hmm. and so what they did for her was they started cooking meals and the motivation behind that One of the things that's really nice about sociology, religion, it looks at the motivation behind something. Mm -hmm. The motivation behind that was because of the belief, the teaching, the Bible tenet of love God and love your neighbour as you love yourself. And so they cooked and encouraged her and made her feel like that, yes, Mm -hmm. she can do this. Yes, we care. God cares. Everybody cares about who you are. So it's about identity, about culture being respected, about religion being respected. And sociology gets into all that sort of conversation. They're all big themes for sociologists. I mean, they're the key things, aren't they? When we start talking about people's community their sense of social network or connection or lack of connection with those around them with their identity and their inner identity as well as their identity in relationship to other people that's all really core issues that we look at when we take a sociological lens to look at a problem it's so cool it is Um, so cool so what would you say are the 
benefits of applying a sociological lens to your research interests? So I actually made a bit of a list of this because um, I was so excited by that question and then I decided I have to trim the list down. So okay. I'm going to get my list out. <laughs> Lovely. It's, just, it's so good. So there's a, an Australian sociologist called Murray Seifert. He's a retired sociologist now. And I, I did some writing with Murray. And one of the things he really points out is it helps us interpret and understand social action. And that's a huge benefit because I don't know about everybody else, but my temptation is to understand what's going on within a group of people, within society and the actions that are happening in my own limited experience, Mm -hmm. in my own experience of walking out my front door and what's happening up and down my street. Sociology pushes us to get beyond that, to wonder about things, to have an Mm. imagination, our sociological imagination, and start to wonder, is this common everywhere else? Mm-hmm. Is this something that allows us to move beyond ourselves and have a, a global understanding? One example is there used to be a lot of ideas that society and the generation of knowledge is going to move through three phases, from theological to metaphysical to positivism, the argument being that we'll move from an understanding of God to what we can see in the world, the metaphysical. Mm-hmm to, you know, a scientific approach to things, to yep. positivism. Actually, when we look at the statistics around the world, that's not actually what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's the exact opposite. The world outside of Australia, Australia is an exception, and there are some exceptions to this, the world is becoming more religious and mm. the predictions are that it will become even more religious by 2050. Um, that's fascinating. So I- Pardon? I said, that's fascinating. It from, is really exciting and fascinating to know. Coming that. from a sociologist, so I'm I, in a, Sorry, sorry. Go. I interrupted you. Go. <laughs> when I move outside my front door and outside my street in Australia and start looking and wondering sociologically about something, I start to see it in a different way and my assumptions start to change. Um, so that's a huge benefit. Like that's an exciting benefit to be able to see things in a way that can be understood and interpreted more holistically and, and successfully. The other thing that sociology really brings is to engage with people in a way where you want to really value their voice mm-hmm. and we really want to see what we write is a reflection of what that voice of people is. So instead of me projecting Monica Short's interpretation on something, I'm being encouraged by sociology to ask big questions and to critically self-reflect and think about what is that other messages that are out there and how can I hear them and bring them in to my work? Yeah. How can I make sure that when I write about the rural Anglican church, the people in the congregations can say, that's me? Yeah, Okay. And that's the tools and resources that I can get from sociology. The other things I love about sociology is that it has this deep concern and it's because of that deep concern for people, it's willing to to move across disciplines and engage with other disciplinary thinking. Mm -hmm. And I know that's relatively new, like sociology hasn't always been like that. When you look through the history of sociology, some sociologists really push back quite strongly about that and really wanted sociology to be a dominant discourse. But more recently, you've got people like Gary Boomer, 
you've got people like until Peter Burgess passed away, you've got all these sociologists who are pushing us, um, Giddens, to really think deeply out of a concern for somebody else and see how we can use our writing to bring empowerment. And in doing that, you know, it becomes one of a number of disciplines that become a voice for social justice and social inclusion and belonging and respect and dignity and identity. And so it is great. Yeah. I love love it. (laughs) I mean, I've got to agree with you there. I think especially because that idea of the sociological imagination pushes us to question what are the structures that are going on in our society that interact and influence people's everyday lives and it really is that you know zooming in and zooming out of everyday lives it allows us to zoom in and look at the details of people's everyday lives but also then to zoom out and say well how does this link with the wider society and things that are going on in this society so there's something called like for example the social model of disability and what it argues is that society can actually disable us Mm. and it's not actually people's impairments that are disabling and causing many of the barriers it's actually the structures that society sets up and that really came out in the research I was doing with the church because structures are a big deal they can either empower and help people to develop and grow you know in the terms of the church ask them and answer the big questions about who is God why am I here who is Jesus what did he do What is it about the world? Where do I want to position myself within the world? Like all those kind of big questions about life can be engaged with and discussed. And sociology is just great. It encourages us to ask lots of questions. Yeah. So, Monica, how would you say that sociology is disrupting or innovating a normal hard science way of thinking about your research problem? So... Sociology has disrupted in both a positive and a negative way in my field. And so that's been really fascinating to look historically through bits of history of sociology and to think about that. So there's a guy called Comte or Comte Day. I'm not certain how people pronounce it. People say both. So I often think, oh, which is the right one? We'll pop it in the show notes. We'll pop a link in at the show notes for our listeners to find (laughs) who you're talking about. But talked about stages. And, and argued about laws of three stages and with the idea, and I was mentioning it earlier, of moving from theology to metaphysics to positivism. And those stages, so Comte or Comte, however you want to say, he was the first person to coin the word sociology. So he's a big thinker within the sociological world. And His idea was quite a disruption, you know, let's move it towards a purely positivist view. And up to then, the generation of thinking about how the world works had been interdisciplinary and had been very focused on engaging with religious ideas. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you know, if you look at Pluto, Plato, sorry, Aristotle, like the early thinkers, they engaged with religion, mathematics, philosophy, sociology didn't exist then. But with this integration of sociology into the generation of knowledge, 
what happened was there was a disruption that occurred. And so a whole heap of disciplines were being encouraged not to engage with the questionings that were going on, including theology. Oh, yeah. And that was a big disruption. And, and obviously I would argue a, a not a positive disruption. Mm-hmm. More recently, sociologists have a new disruption going on and they're moving out of that kind of phase of being focused on a particular view of knowledge generation. Yeah. And it's moving to what's called post-secular thinking. You've got sociologists like, and again, I'm terrible at pronouncing, Jose Casanova, Peter Burgess, Gary Boomer. Like there's all these fantastic thinkers who are encouraging us to move post-secular and to actually understand what is going on in the world. And they've brought some disruptive ideas in, which are quite exciting. And I've got a couple of quotes from them. Okay, let's go there. So I'll just look up those quotes. I have got them here somewhere. That's okay. So Peter Berger is an example of the disruption and honesty that sociology can bring into a discourse, into a discussion. Mm -hmm. So what happened was Berger actually argued in 1968 where he told the New York Times that by the 21st century, Religious believers were likely to be found only in small sects huddled together to resist a worldwide secular culture. So he actually believed we were going to move away from theology. Yeah. He himself recanted that in the 1990s. And in 2016, he actually states this, and it must have been very hard for him because it was 25 years of sociological research Mm -hmm. that he had to recant. Yeah. And he... Is an international thinker, like he's someone who often gets quoted. So I, I really admire his sociological integrity because mm-hmm. he's willing to say, I got it wrong. So it says, it is a thesis that modern, modernity leads to the decline of religion. The more modernity, the less religion. I've changed my mind about this. Not because of any religious or philosophical changes on my own, but simply because the evidence did not support this thesis. Every major religion is going through a period of resurgence in the world, anything but secularisation. And so his integrity as a sociologist has now, and others like him, has now disrupted again Mm -hmm. knowledge about religion and encouraging us to ask the questions about what is actually going on and to describe and analyse and critically reflect upon it and to see how, you know, it's creating new structures and what those structures mean for people. And so interesting, that quote, he did clarify that that wasn't necessarily aligned with his own personal views, which is one of the things that you really have to break out of as a sociologist to say, my views and my beliefs my values, my way of moving through the world is this. But what is the experience of other people? And if I use this sociological lens to other people's lives, what is it that I can observe or notice going on there? So that's a fantastic quote to have brought into our podcast today, Monica. How do you hope to change the world with your research? I'm hoping to bring a more, a richer conversation about religion into the public sphere in Australia, an understanding also, a richer understanding of Christianity 
and a richer understanding of who we are as people and our sociality, how we relate to each other in a social way. Because I think it's very easy currently in the world to focus upon the material side of the world, what we can actually see. But things like COVID-19, emotional scarring of bushfires, all those things make us realise there's a lot more to the world than what we actually touch. Mm -hmm. Our emotional well-being, our mental well-being and our spiritual well-being is just as important. And I want to have open conversations with people, collecting wonderful stories about people's lives changing and getting to know people for who they are, but also presenting those to the world so that we can come together with warmth and kindness and love We can talk about God, we can talk about Jesus, we can talk about each other with openness and integrity and people can accept people for who they are. We can, you know, talk about things like belonging and we can talk about compassion and we can talk about being with each other during difficult times. Well, I think this year in particular has probably made many people more open to those conversations, especially as we realise through the COVID-19 lockdown how much we need our social networks and those people around us, both people that were possibly our friends or family before COVID-19 and lockdown experiences and those people that we discovered as new friends (laughs) through neighbours and sharing and that idea of shared compassion for a wider community. Yeah, one of the things that I like about the church is that it is this beautiful institution where people can belong and belonging is a really powerful thing. And I sometimes just give a little kind of role play, like a little experience of belonging. Is that okay if I share it with you? Um, it takes if it's sociological focused, sure. <laughs> yeah, so think about belonging, you know, which is a concept that sociologists talk about. Uh-huh. Think of a time where you belonged, where you felt significant and important, where your human rights were respected. Think of the time when you had a voice and what you said counted and people didn't put barriers or structures up that made you feel uncomfortable. What did that feel like? It felt historical for me, (laughs) as in quite some time ago. I wonder what our listeners are feeling at the moment as they are thinking their responses to your questions. Wouldn't it be wonderful for everybody to know that sense of belonging and to be in a community and feel like they truly, honestly, and that's what my research is aiming for. Monica, that was very powerful. Where can our listeners find out more about your research or get in contact with you? Are you on social media? Most people email me. I'm a little bit old-fashioned, most probably. Um, So most people email me just through the university at mshort, short as in little, so Uh obviously Monica, mshort at csu.edu.au. Thank you so much for joining us today on What Sociology Got To Do With It. It's a pleasure. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. What Sociology Got To Do With It is hosted by me, Serena Killam, and is produced by Claire Sams. Music is for the team by Sapphire Studios. If you like our show and want to know more, please check out thatsociologypodcast.org and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast.
podcasts. What Sociology Got To Do With It is supported by Charles Sturt University and the Australian Sociological Association. Promoting sociological thinking and skills for public life, social policy and education. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Join us next episode as we explore the latest research from rural and regional Australia and ask our guests what sociology got to do with it.